God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh, God, I ask you right now, God, that you will have me behind the cross. Give me access and ability to minister in third heaven, that I may rightly divide the word of truth. I take authority over the atmosphere. I cast out every unclean spirit by the power of the Holy Ghost. Angels, come in now. And I command every spirit to be subject to the spirit of the living God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We're going to be in Nehemiah, the second chapter. You may want to write some other scriptures down. Philippians 2 and 12. Nehemiah, the sixth chapter, verse 15. But if I was going to pick a topic today, it would be, I have to reveal some walls up in my life. A lot of times in our lives, through different things that manifest in our lives, the walls get knocked down, they get destroyed. Things happen in life, and sometimes you need God to come in and allow you to, that he allow you to see what is going on. And we're gonna be talking about Nehemiah. Nehemiah saw the destructions that was happening after the captivity. And sometimes when God starts to bring you out, he starts restoring you, fixing you, that you can go back and help other people in your life or help other people around you. But God sometimes has to get a hold of you. And I have to reveal some of the walls in my life. I looked up the word boundaries. It means a line that marks the limits of an area. A dividing line. A lot of times the walls in our lives get knocked down because we have allowed situations and things in our lives to come up against it. I have to rebuild some walls. I have to reinforce some walls. I have to tear down some walls. We let family get in the way. We let children get in the way. We let mama and daddy get in the way. We let our husband and our wives get in the way. We let our friends get in the way. We let our jobs get in the way. And sometimes we let ourselves get in the way. And we cause some of the biggest destructions and tearing down the walls of our lives because we don't want to submit to what God is saying. We don't want to do what God is telling us to do. And we allow these things to happen. And it first starts with you. I cannot let nobody else tear down my walls until I see what is happening to me. A lot of times when our walls are broken down and our boundaries are broken down, then we allow family, friends, husbands and wives, jobs and everything else to tear our lives down because it has to start with you. And when these walls get torn down in our lives, that means our boundaries are destroyed. And we want to sit and blame somebody else for allowing our walls to get torn down. But when, way before the captivity, they were in disobedience. Disobedience brings about a lot of things. Nehemiah heard about the destruction and was asking somebody in Nehemiah the first chapter about what is happening to those people that escaped. We're trying to escape something. But you can't never run from yourself. I think David said, if I go here, you're there. If I go here, you're there. You can't escape yourself. You cannot escape Jesus Christ. And a lot of times through this message, I pray that you will recognize the walls that have been destroyed in your life. And I hope that you see in this time and this season that you need God to show you how to rebuild the walls. Get out of your comfortable place. Nehemiah was in a comfortable place. And he left that comfortable place. 
Not only what God had commissioned him to do, but he thought about others. Some of you trying to tear down and build up walls around your families and your friends and your jobs. But how can you build down something that you don't even have established? It starts off with you. And a lot of times we don't want to admit that we have been the corporate. A lot of times we let love get in the way. What we want get in the way. And I want to read you this. It's in my study Bible. It says, Nehemiah demonstrates courage, compassion for the oppressed, integrity, and godliness and selfishness. He is willing to give up the luxury and ease of that, it says, of the place to help his people. He is a dedicated layman who has the right priorities and is concerned for God's work, who is able to encourage, rebuke at the right times, who is strong in prayer, and who gives all glory and credit to God. Somewhere along the lines, we have allowed the enemy to come in and then we want to give our degrees. We want to give our jobs. Or you think somebody helped you along the way. The credit that only belongs to God and then you start serving them. And then they destroy your walls because you have let down your God. The Bible says, no, no man after the flesh, but follow them after the spirit. And so many people are going to get entangled in this hour because they feel that that person can give them something or give them the next anointing. Can't nobody give you a next anointing or the next glory or the next manifestation of the power of God or any promotion. You got to understand something. The promotion will come from the north or the south, the east or the west, but it comes from God. And a lot of times we're looking for man to promote us and God is not telling us it's that season for promotion to rebuild the walls, to reinforce those things that's happening in your life. Sometimes it's good to reflect back on your pain and your suffering that you can figure out why did these walls get torn down in our lives. And when the walls are torn down in our lives, we let other things come in because there's no hedge. There's no protection. And we want to know what is happening. Building the walls of my life. Building the walls of your life is going to take work. If you're lazy, if you're slowful, or if you're looking for somebody else to make your life better, can't nobody else make your life better? How can somebody else take really control of your life for the betterment? Anytime you leave and accept yourself to man, man is not going to better your life. But you got to understand something. Only the betterment of your life is going to be from Christ Jesus. He's the one that made the mind, body, soul, and spirit. He's the one that is able to keep you from stumbling and present you faultless when you're full of sin before our Heavenly Father. You have to learn how to find you. The one that God created, it's time to come forth now. You're going to have to learn to find you on this level. After the demolition, after the destruction, after all the things that you've been through, now you're going to have to find out who God wants you to be now on this hour. But so many people are trying to live like they're 18 years old, like they're 20, like they're 30. But now you've got to find your life. And when you're dealing with people that is backslidden, or people that don't make purpose, they always go back to where they feel like things are. They don't say it, but they say, I remember when, and I did this and that. But you're going to have to find out. You're going to have to let those things pass. They're not going to come. 
You're going to have to let those things pass and be bygones and find out now, God, I can't go no further. I'm sick and tired of myself. There's some walls. There's some things that is happening in my life. And I need you to come in and show me. And you need to understand something. When God shows you, you have to ask him, what is it now, God, that you're showing me? How do you want me to proceed? What area of my life do I need to build up now? What area of my life do you want me to build up now? Are you trying to tell me that needs to be built up? Who I need to go to to forgive? But we want to hold on. We hold so many people captive. And we hold them responsible for what we think that went wrong in our lives. But you have left the boundaries. You have left the hedge of protection. When a man think if he's right in his own eyes, you're going to have to find out who God wants you to be now. Who he created from the foundation of the world. Because a lot of things in the past, what you're trying to recreate and run and chase behind, that is really not who God wanted you to be. And then one mistake leads to another, and then another, and another. And I had to acknowledge that I had to, I let people tear down my strong walls. You don't think that you've done that, but you have allowed people to tear down your strong walls and build the weak walls of control in your life. And this is what we're at. The walls of Jerusalem are in ruins, and so is my life. Let's go to Nehemiah. I'm going to start. Let's start with the first verse. It says, and it came to pass in the month of Nisu. It says, in the 20th year of King Xerxes, when wine was before him, that I took the wine and gave it to the king now. I had never been sad in his presence before. Isn't it something that you could be at the height of your life and still say it? because you're not fulfilling what God has given you to do in the earth. When God starts dealing with you, bringing things back to your remembrance, we get sad. Because it causes us to look where we really are and that there's really no fulfillment except those things that are given by God. That's why you find so many people in the world at the top of their game, but yet they're miserable. They have fulfilled what they wanted to do in the world, but it's not what God wanted to do. Therefore, the king said to me, why is your face sad since you are not sick? It says, this is nothing but sorrow of heart. Then I became dreadfully afraid and said to the king, it says, may the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city, the place of my father's tombs, lie waste? And lie, it says, and its gates are burned with fire. I'm going to tell you something. Fire does two things. It destroys and it purifies. That's why the fiery trials are good in your life. You run! You try to find every prophet, every pastor to pray it out, but fiery trials causes you to reflect. And it destroys what needs to be destroyed if you allow God to take over. And it will be purified. It will strengthen you. Verse 4. Then the king said to me, what do you request? So I prayed to the to the God of heaven, and I asked to I says, and I asked to the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servants has found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah, Judea, to the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it. 
I'm going to tell you something. That's why when God starts dealing with you, the first thing that you need to do, go back and is repent or go back and fix what you did wrong. We're talking about rebuilding the walls of my life. In order for God to continue to re rebuild the walls and the structures of your life, you're going to have to have that process and mind frame to go back and help other people that you have broken and torn down. But that's hard when it's pride in the way. When self is in the way. You're worried about how it's going to yuck. But God is looking at the process. And the walls of Judea was down for a while. Isn't it strange that people that we left in the demolition, they're still struggling. But sometimes in your escape, you find God. When Moses killed the Syrian soldier, he escaped. He went to the mountains and got down with him and brought him back to restore and be a deliverer. So in your running, God is before you. And when you get to that place, he's been already there waiting on you because he knew your thoughts from afar off. There's no escaping. The presence of God. Nehemiah, the second chapter. Verse 6. So the king said to me, how long will your journey be? And when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me and I set him a time. Your blessing it's going to be better when you go back after you've done what God has said. When you're on a mission for God, you ain't got to worry about nothing. He controls the king. You worried about, if I leave here now, I'm going to lose everything. But when God is in control, and you have submitted your will, he'll hold your blessing. And when you get back, the joy that was not there will be there. A lot of times, the walls of our life, I'm going to read you something. Boundaries. Your physical boundaries. Your sexual boundaries, your emotional or mental boundaries, your spiritual or religious boundaries, your financial boundaries, your material boundaries, your time boundaries, your non-negotiable boundaries will be strengthened because you've done what God has called you to do. He will send you out and bring you back and those boundaries will already be there. But you have to first hear and hearken to the voice of God. I have to rebuild some walls up in my life that God can strengthen me. Let's go down, verse nine. Then I went to the governor in the region beyond the river and gave them the king's letter. Now the king has sent Captains of the army and horsemen with me. God said, I'm not going to let you go by yourself. I'm going to send an army with you. Because what you're going to have to face, because there's going to be some enemies that are waiting for you. But I want your mind right. Because you were confused over here in your land of escaping. That's going to bring structure. That's going to bring healing. That's going to bring deliverance. 
Isn't it strange how I was running from myself because of the problems? But then God sends you back to the same place, but he sends you back with a different mindset. Because as you saw a journey back down that road to rebuilding the walls from the beginning where it went wrong. Yeah, a lot of times you're dealing with stuff because of family issues. Some abuse, some sexual thing that happened in your life. Some religious hurts. Where I was once a nonsense person, now I let them come in and push all of that walls down. When I stand for God, I stand for God and I don't care what nobody said or done. But then I started compromising. Then all of a sudden, I let the fiery dots tear down my physical wall. You need to see what is happening. And then I'm just so emotional. I can hear God because there's always some drama in me. So therefore, if drama's in me, I attract like spirit in me. And then your finances and your material things disintegrate because there's no walls there. The boundaries are all gone. They come to me and I just give them whatever because I don't care. I'm so delusional. I'm so mentally strained. I'm like a crazy man. I'm like a crazy woman. I just don't care. Take it all. Before you even get to that Nebuchadnezzar stage, you was already in the spirit of rebellion. These are the after effects when God has dealt with you countless of times for your rebellion, your prideful state. Then the walls start coming down. The boundaries have all gone. And he'll send you into a wilderness that only he can bring you back. And the wilderness now that people are going to face is in their minds. You're going to find more religious people or saved people going crazy now. You're going to find more religious or saved people that's sick and a financial destitute that's committing all kind of sexual acts in the house of God. That's why you're going to find out that some of your TV evangelists or some of your great pastors are going to be caught in a compromising position. And that doesn't mean that it's with a woman. It could be a man, a woman, or animal because people got all kind of freaky stuff going on now. So you just looking at, oh, it's gay or pansexual now or transgender now. You're gonna find them with animals now because something about a diabolical mind, it just keeps going lower and lower and lower and the more demonic. Because the walls of salvation have crumbled down. He takes away your time boundaries. You think Nebuchadnezzar knew that he had been crazy all of them seven years. You lose track of time. Because the enemy is moving so fast. Huh? And you're in your flesh trying to bind and rebuke him. You cannot bind and rebuke unless you have the power of God. And God has withdrew from you. Because you don't want to go back and make things right and rebuild the walls. And then we sit here struggling because we don't want to obey God. And now we're caught out here wrong. And the longer you stay, the blessing that God had for you here sits and waits because can't nobody steal your blessing. It just stays there and wait because it got your name on it. If your name is Mary, guess what? Jay can't come and take it. And you think that you done missed your blessing. God ain't an Indian giver. 
you just out of place. And he hid it from you. So your best friend came and got something that you thought was yours. But God said, no, it wasn't. But because you're so jealous now, you think that somebody else came away and took your blessing. No, it's hidden from you. It's time now to build some of the walls of our life. So God is in Nehemiah back, and Nehemiah is dealing with two people now. Symbolic and Tobiah. I want to give you the definition of symbolic. Bramah Bush, an enemy in secret. Now, they keep perking me. Every time I look at them, they just pricking me, pricking me apart. They look beautiful. They say, oh, this is my best friend. But yet, they keep perking you. Everybody got a symbolic. You get too close to it goes off crazy. Then you got a Tobiah. God is good. He was everything but good. Every time I look up, they're backstabbing me, but they're saying, praise the Lord. I got your back. But when God sends you back, those nine gifts that you're praying and, and fasting for and doing all that, they are already there because they're in mission state now. Then the word starts fulfilling itself because you're walking in the word. When you're walking in the word, that means you're walking in God's purpose. So his word surrounds you. And then when you, you, you understand something, when you're in a place now and that you're in a war zone, you're not in a war zone. You need to understand about the enemy. You need to understand about the word. There's some things that you pray when you're in a war zone, but when you're in a mission state, the word continues to walk with you. But when you're in a battle state, the word is walking with you in a different mindset. Because God has already commissioned it. You need to understand about how to use the word when it's more beneficial for you. If I'm in a down state, I'm trying to bring the joy of the Lord and, and trying to bring the peace of God in my life. I'm going to read the book of songs. I'm going to read wisdom because I'm in a state because I didn't obey God some kind of way. And then now when I'm in a place now that God is commissioning me and when, uh, when Nehemiah took the call and when he embraced what God was saying after prayer, he didn't fight a struggle because you didn't read it in the word. God put that in his heart and because he obeyed God, the word surrounded him and his victory is already set. And Deborah didn't have to come and bail him out. Then somebody else, you go to war, but then you don't come back with the victory. You need to understand this. When you're in a different state of being in a place of disobedience, the word is withdrawn from you. And you need to understand, ain't no blessing for him because God is dealing with you about what you're doing and what you have done and, and all the things that you have come up against him in his word. So a lot of times when we're in a battle state, huh, we're thinking we're walking with the power and the presence of God because we're on a mission. No, huh, you're in a battle state because God is trying to strengthen you and so he's sending things to you that's going to make you strong and you use the word differently. Huh? And then when you're in a place of blessing and you answer the calling of God, God says, the word and it strengthens you because everything that you need huh, that you're going to this manifest huh? but you ever notice when you're in a battle huh, you got the fast and pray Nehemiah's not fasting and prayer because he's equipped the calling is there and he's manifesting it and it's working the calling you need to understand something when Barack had to use Deborah because of lack of faith 
So God took it from the unfaithful to the faith person and allowed him to tag along to increase his faith. And therefore, he had to go through that place and that hour of shame with God because it's not that she was a woman, it's just that she came back with the victory because you didn't have faith. So God has to deal with him in the faith, even though they won the battle, but he did not get the glory of God. He did not get the power and the blessing behind it. He got in the place that God had to show him, I did this so you would not obey me and disobey me again, that you would obey me and do what I called you to do. You need to know your place and your stance while God is rebuilding the walls of your life. Some of you in that place now that God gave you instructions and then you take the instructions and now you let another prophet come in and tell you that's lesser than God because God is the greater prophet and when God gives you something, it overrides everything that's in the word because God is speaking to you. But some of you let take what God is saying, the master prophet, not somebody in the flesh calling himself the master prophet. They still in the flesh and they still commit God. But when God speaks, you done done the work. And then you let another prophet say, no, the Lord say this. If he spoke to you in the beginning, he'll speak to you in the ending. But then you let other things distract you. Or other people in your life distract you because you feel that they can hear God. He felt that he can hear God better through a man and got tricked up down the road. Because why would he listen to another prophet after the master prophet had told him this? And then we get tricked up. Nehemiah didn't get tricked up. He heard the voice of God after prayer. Then you get all the way out the city, and then you allow somebody else to come and speak to you because they see the power of God on you. And then all of a sudden, your walls get torn down because you let another prophet tell you this is what God is saying. And that person's checking and running behind you because of the power of God. And then you get caught up in what they're saying because God didn't use you. Let me tell you something. You cannot get caught up in what God has done. You need to understand and prepare yourself that you can hear his voice and that you don't miss him the next time. And a lot times in our life we get so caught up in the God using us and that we miss that we can still get easily deceived and trick down the road and you need to understand that God is trying to tell you even though I spit in your walls in the beginning but you let somebody you let something in your life come in and get to you for what I told you about your life it's time for me to, to build some of the walls of my life I'm gonna have some things in my life that's going to come up. I'm going to have some people that's going to laugh at me because it seems like I'm the only one that has the mission and calling of God. But you got to continue to, to strengthen yourself. You got to continue to do what God is telling you because as long as you're moving with the spirit of Christ, the blessings of God and the word of God is going to fulfill itself. And you ain't got to fast and pray. God said, because I already prepared you. If you already repaired, everything that you need is inside of you. Why do you keep thinking that you need a man or somebody else to put it inside of you? Get a prayer life. Can't nobody give you an anointing. Can't nobody put it in you to hear God. If that's the case, why would you need him? The prophet directs you that you done done this wrong. Or the prophet said, get back on the right track. And even after they say that, you still got to fast and pray. But because you don't know the voice of God and you don't understand huh, how these gifts and calling operate, huh, and you just take what they say and then you move into another direction and because you miss God. The prophet didn't miss God. You took it and did your own interpretation just like the, the prophet did. And then the animal came in and killed him. So you can get part of the way and still miss building the walls of your life up. Nehemiah the second chapter verse 10. When Sambalek the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite officials heard of it, they were deeply dis it says disturbed that a man had come to seek the well-being of the children of Israel. So it came to Jerusalem and, and was there 
Three days. He was there three days. Verse 13, then I rose in the night. I had a few men with me. I told no one what God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem, but he told the king that was over him. But God say one thing, you want to run around and post it on Facebook and do all of these things in your life. Sometimes you got to keep what God's saying to you quiet. Because the person you telling to, guess what? They may be the wrong one to stumble you. Because you got to remember, when the king kept some of the goods and didn't obey God, guess what? The prophet had to come in and fix it. And then God cursed him. And he was out there talking to witches. Sometimes. Obedience is better than sacrifice. I'm giving you examples of people in the Bible that was doing what God called them to do, and they still stumbled. The Bible says it's not the one that runs the race the fastest, but it's the one that endure what? Endure for yourself. This is what you got to overcome is yourself. You have to work on your walls of salvation. Your walls of destruction. Because if you don't, this is the greatest deliverance. I don't care how many people you, you help get deliverance or how many people you prophesy, but if you can't overcome yourself, but yet you help the whole world and you can't even help yourself, that is not the will of God. that you prosper and be in good health as your soul prosper. So that means you can do the will of God, but yet your soul is not prophesying, but you're doing a function or whatever God has called you to do, but yet your soul is still distressed because you don't want to work on your walls of salvation. You don't want, you continue to want somebody else to control what you're doing, huh? controlling what you're saying, huh? but yet you're doing half of the will of God. Huh? Instead of letting God take over and God doing everything in your life, huh? you allowing other people to do it and be that eyes and ears of God and they're getting the glory because you're just another number in the entourage. But you need to understand something. God has no favorites. Everybody's going to get the same blessing. All the pastors are going to get the same blessing. Whether they brought a million in or five thousand in, everybody gets the same reward in heaven. I'm no respecter of person. But we look at things but we never search out the scriptures for ourselves. I was dealing with somebody yesterday. They're always on YouTube and Facebook looking at all of these scriptures and doing all of this. And I had to explain to them about proto-evangelism, about when Adam and Eve sinned, and about the first shedding of blood was in Genesis. And explaining it to them that after that, that's when the shedding of goats and animals in the Old Testament. But Jesus Christ came to be that perfect lamb. But yet they didn't understand the fundamentals of these things. Why Jesus Christ came and how God had to come in and do what he said he was going to do. Because he knew the fall of man from the beginning. But that's how we are. We take that, we take this, and we take that, and you got a pieced up picture of Jesus Christ, and it's not even real. Have you ever taken a child, and you just like a child, and you got all of these different pictures on a poster board, but yet none of it makes sense? The only way it makes sense, if you got Jesus Christ born again by the fire and the power and the blood of Jesus, he's the only one that can decode the word of God, that you can put it in and have a revelation of truly why Jesus Christ came. He came because he knew that you would not make it in this world, in this fallen world. And he knew why he kicked out Satan, that you wouldn't have made it to see the light of day. And your eyes would never even be lifted up to see the kingdom of God, which is up in heaven. He knew this because of the state of our destroyed walls from the beginning of time. That's why he's your bridge over troubled waters. That's why he's your Alpha and your Omega. That's why he's your kinsman redeemer. That's why he's the one 
that makes all things new in your life. And you can look at your walls of your life and say, can't nothing good come out of Israel. But God can look at you and say, because I'm in you, I'm going to bring you out of there and they're all going to see it. And that's what they did with him. He didn't come from the best of the best. His father and mother was a carpenter. He didn't have anything, but he knew who his purpose was from the beginning. And you're trying to understand this, and you're walking in God 20, 30 years, and yet you don't understand that Jesus Christ loves you. He does everything that he can, and that I'm just weak and distressed in my flesh, and I have to get to a place that I fall down on my knees and say, Adonai, I say, Abba, Father, I have sinned. And because God give you a little blessing, you think that you're in a perfect place. You're not. We got it twisted. We're caught up in the creation, the things that God does. But we never touch God's heart that he can go back and build up those things in our lives. You think because you got salvation, that's enough. You think because you're born again, that's enough. That is not enough. You still have to allow the Holy Spirit to deal with you in your corrupted flesh, in your corrupted mind, in your wicked, evil ways. Even with all of that, your hands will still go out and do evil after you walk out of this door. Because if the Holy Spirit don't take you over every second, every minute, every hour, you'll go out there and do all kind of stuff and be repentant at night and get up in the next day and do the same thing. But when you truly understand and been in the presence of God and allow God to wash your soul and your mind, because you got to understand something. When Nebuchadnezzar came to himself, he did what? Look up! And you're not looking up. You're still out there in an animal state. And an animal begots an animal. Humans don't hang around animals like that. They got a fetish now. But human hangs around humans. You don't understand that our walls have to be rebuilt. And that you have to go back and allow God to come in and fix, fix us from the inside. Truly submit. Being in the building, hearing the word of God does not change you. Faith comes by hearing. That means you take it and you grab a hold to it and then you put it inside of here and allow God to deal with you in your fallen state. Nehemiah. Second chapter, verse, thir verse 12. Nor was there any animal with me except the one which I rode. And I went out by night through the valley gate to the serpent wall and the refuge gate and viewed the walls of Jerusalem which were broken down, and its gates, which were burned with fire. And I want to talk to you about something. I told you fire does two things. It destroys and purifies. The definition of purification means, it says, remove contaminants from it. And we got to allow God to purify us. And it's got to be tried by fire. You want to face things in your life. But God is allowing these things in your life to happen to bring about purification. Ceremonial cleansing. Let's go on down. Verse 14, Jer Nehemiah 2 and 14. Then I went on to the fountain gate and to the king's pool, but there was no room for the animals, but was 
under me to pass. So I went up in the night by the valley and viewed the walls. Then I turned back and entered by the valley gate and so returned. Verse 16, it says, and the officials did not know where I had gone or what I had done. I had not yet told the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, or others who did, did the work. Stop. I want to talk about this. I mentioned a little bit of it. Some things you got to hide in your heart, even from your closest people. and watch God manifest it through you. Every time you hear from God, don't mean you have to voice it. You can start a war. The king in the Bible showed these foreigners everything. And it changed. And God sent the prophet and told him, everything that you showed him is going to be taken away from you. He was walking in that place of purpose. But because he spoke too soon, God can change his mind anytime he wants to. You can too. But your change in your mind may just cost you your life. Stop allowing your mind and your voice and telling or speaking before a thing before it's time to destroy the walls that you have already started building up. It took 19 years for the restoration of the walls, the reconstruction of the walls, and the restoration of the Jews. It took 19 years for the completion of this. I want you to see this. There's nobody great in the kingdom but God. Verse 17. Then I said to him, you see the distress that we are under. How Jerusalem lies waste and its gates are burned with fire. Come and let us build the walls of Jerusalem. It says that we may no longer be a reproach. A reproach is disapproval, disappointment. We're disappointment sometimes to God. Nehemiah was on a mission from the Lord. You are on a mission for the Lord with your salvation, your walk. I'm going to tell you something. Stop looking for people to better your life or better your position in the things of God. God will use different people to help strengthen you through the journey, but it's up to you what you do with it and what you take it. God has good prophets out there to tell you, and you will know it because guess what? The Spirit bears witness with the Spirit. Let's go. Verse 18. It says, and I told them of the hands of my God, which had been good upon me and also of the king's words that he had spoken to me. So they said, let us rise and rebuild. Then they set their hands to do this good work. Verse 19. But when Sambalik, the Heronite, Tobiah, the Amorite officials, and it says right here, and Gratian, the Arab, heard of it. They laughed us to scorns and despised us and said, what is this thing that you are doing? Will you rebel against the king? So I answered them and said to them, the God of heaven, himself was, says, will prosper us. Therefore we, his servants, will rise and build. But you have no inheritance of right 
Ah, it says memorial in Jerusalem. Go to verse 6, chapter 6, verse 15. So the wall was finished. It says on the 20th, 25th day of the month of Elu. It says in 42 days. And I want to talk about that. Elu means harvest. So after 52 days of them, the construction of the wall not the restoration of the Jews. That was a 19-year 19 pro process. Then come the harvest. I want you to see this. You got the way until God completes the process of rebuilding your walls. After the walls are up, can stand up in your house. But we've been trying to build walls around other people. But you can't build walls around something that's not strengthening you. Your anointing is as strong as whatever you've been through. A person that's got healing can really talk and pray for healing in somebody else. Because they understand Or deliverance. And I want you to see this. You need to set boundaries in your life with people. It says, but with God, you need to take away all the boundaries. And you need to let God come in closer to your heart. But isn't it strange when our walls are down, we let everything get to our hearts. That's why we need deliverance. And I want to say that he's a mind regulator and a heart fixer. And if you don't see him as a healer because you're so busy running here and there and thinking somebody can lay hands on you and heal you, let me tell you something, it's not going to last. Because your, your mindset is that a man is doing it, but when your mindset is going to take God and him alone to bring healing in my heart and my mind, then that's when the full manifestation of the healing power of Jesus Christ comes, knowing that a man cannot do this. but it's gonna take God. I want you to see this, and I want you to understand this. I have to build some of the walls of my life. I pray that something's been said and done in Jesus' name. 